One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sports. Over the next three days, we're going to be looking back at three one-day internationals that recently broadcast on Talk Sport 2. South Africa taking on England. England with one eye on winning the World Cup later this year. South Africa with one eye on qualifying for the World Cup later this year. England came into the series as marginal favourites. But South Africa had picked a strong team themselves. The first two matches took place in Bloemfontein, uh, the third in Kimberley. Uh, So let's get underway with highlights of that first one-day international between South Africa and England on TalkSport 2. Right, time to uh, hand over to our commentators. You'll have uh, Darren Goff and Mickey Arthur along with... Andrew McKenna, whose voice you will hear first. Well, we've given Joffre Archer the big build-up, but he's not got the first over, as is always the way of these things. It's going to be David Willey with some left-arm seam. Two slips in place. Bongani Yale is the standing umpire, who's just checking that everything is well behind him. And he says, let's play. And David Willey's going to get us underway. Bowling to Quentin de Kock. Left-arm to uh, left-hander. Left-arm over, he's in. And Quentin de Kock is solidly in behind that, pushing it out on the offside. And we are underway. Take a deep breath, everybody. We've got there in the end. David Willey is in. Outside of Austin. Quentin de Kock carves through points and away for four. First runs of the innings. There was a man there who probably feels he should have stopped that one. But it's flown away off the bat of uh, Quentin de Kock. And that is the first of the 50 overs complete here on TalkSport 2. South Africa, four without loss. Yeah, there we go. Any width at all to Quinton de Kock, and that's what he's very good at. We see there, David Willey, good first over, but just a little bit of width. Gives Quinny that little bit of width, swing through the arc. Poor feeling, really, at backward point by Jason Roy, and it goes away for a boundary. The first one of the game. Right then, we can now resume Joffre Archer build-up, because he has now got ball in hand. Second over of the uh, innings. I'm aware that people will be switching on all the time, so I will uh, run you through the teams just again. Uh, Jason Roy, David Milan, Ben Duckett, Joss Butler, Harry Brook, Moen Ali, Sam Curran, David Willey, Joffre Archer, Adil Rashid and Ollie Stone 
for Englanders. Here comes Archer, right arm over. And that was quick. That's um, outside half of Temba Vavuma's uh, bat, quite high up as well. Guides it down to uh, third man and takes a single. So five without loss. He's in once again. That's straight. That's beautifully driven by Quentin de Kock. That was full. A drivable ball on middle and off. And Quentin de Kock has pinged it back past Archer straight for a boundary. South Africa nine without loss. And Quentin de Kock has eight of those in the form of two fours. Well, there you go. 88 miles an hour. A little bit of seam movement away from the left-hander, Quinton de Gork, but he still managed to get Baron Ball. Lovely bit back position. Straight back past the bowler, and you ain't stopping that. Another boundary for de Gork. Full and wide outside of Austin from Willie. That's a lovely shot from Quentin de Gork. Didn't really move his feet. Just used hand-eye timing to take it on the half volley from wide of Austin and pings it through extra cover. Away for four. It's 31 without loss. Quentin de Kock's got 18 from 16. Again, swinging full ball from David Willey. Unfortunately, Quentin de Kock is loving a drive so far in this one-day international at Bloemfontein. A little bit full, but it's the width that does for him, and he smacks it through, extra cover. This is straighter, and uh, rocks back to Bavuma. One bounce, and over the boundary for four. Bavuma moves to 20 here on TalkSport 2. That's uh, appreciated by the crowd that have turned up today. And South Africa moved to 35 without loss. Well, Mickey Arthur, we're talking about Bavuma. He's good on the short ball. Joffre Archer tests him out. First one, really, is bowled short. And he was so quick. His footwork was so good. And he pulled it away. One bounce over square leg for a boundary. Last ball of the sixth over. Short delivery again. Bavuma on the pull. This is a leading edge that has flown up over where second slip would have stood and has disappeared all the way for six. So there, real aggression from Bavuma. And uh, the sixth over comes to an end. A good one for South Africa, who have moved to 44 without loss. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, 
then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Full ball-by-ball commentary of the first ODI, live and exclusively from Bloemfontein. Only on TalkSport 2. This is tossed up and crashed through the covers, dispatched really, and all the way for four. South Africa move to 61 without loss and Temba Bavuma's bright and breezy start continues. Tossed up again and is this going to go to a fielder? It is! Superb catch by Sam Curran, running across to his left at mid-on. Temba Bavuma, well, his confidence has got the better of him. I think possibly you would have heard that. No connection or no timing whatsoever on the attempted lofted drive. And that Temba Bavuma walks off with a shake of his head. That's a disapp- disappointing way to go. Yeah, disappointing way to go after you've just got over the, the initial burst of the new ball from either end of David Willey and, and Jofra Archer. Archer again, short and pulled away for six. Quinton de Kock latches onto that. I'd like to see the speed gun. But either way, six from the bat. De Kock moves to 29. South Africa... 71 for what? He's back in the air, short ball, and I think that might have taken a glove or a fine top edge. Yes, Sam Curran does it again. I was just saying a moment ago, the short ball seems to shock batters in uh, international cricket from Sam Curran. He always seems to get it on the right line. He always seems to get it the right height. And Quentin de Kock has feathered that through to Joss Butler, and England have their second right height Butch that's the key here the right height he's got it it's around about the badge Quentin de Kock standing up straight upright in his crease the ball would have hit him on the badge of the helmet it's just looped possibly a little bit higher than that it's just looped at him it hasn't quite come to him as quick as Quentin de Kock thought Ollie Stone is into the uh, bowling and he's got a wicked first ball Markram has driven one to short extra cover Maybe England were just waiting for the exact moment to get Ollie Stone on. He strikes with his first ball. It's 116 for three. And Markram goes for 13. Steve Harmison. Yeah, great start for Ollie Stone. You see the smile. We see the smile on his face. It's it's beaming. Lad who's had a lot of injury problems. Talked about Jofra Archer's injury issues. But I tell you what, what a catch this is by David Milan. He's at extra cover. He's had to dive to his right, and he's caught it just above the turf. And Ollie Stone, 86 miles an hour, been out injured for quite a while. Rashid goes in. It's been hit by Van der Dussen into the uh, leg side. It's going to go through wide cow corner and away for four, actually. Van der Dussen will go to 32 from 43 balls. South Africa, 124 for three. 
after 23 overs. Final ball of the over for Rashid. Good stuff, Rashid. Keeps his left elbow high as he hits it down to uh, Sam Curran at long on for a single. We're at the halfway stage. 135 for three, South Africa. Klaassen faces. He does try rock back and hit the boundary and manages to clear the rope. Ben Duckett will field the ball on the other side of the boundary. Short delivery from Rashid, picked off by Klaassen. He moves to 18 and the score 149 for three. I think I could have hit that ball for six. It was it was a rank long up. It was a shocker from Adil Rashid. Klaassen readies himself. Short again. And has he picked out the field? And no. He's picked out another maximum. Seems to have all the time in the world. Possibly his heart in his mouth as Harry Brook was running along from deep square leg. But he's cleared the boundary. He's got the six. And the score moves on. 166 for three. Yeah, what a good shot this was. Ollie Stone, cross seam. Into the pitch, Klaassen so quick on that shot against spin and seam, gets on the back foot and pulls it away. He's really good, that's his go-to shot, we've seen it a few times already. I see Van der Dussen, he's going to come through for the Red Bull run. Kevin Peterson would have been impressed by that. As soon as he hit the ball, he wanted to come through, and possibly the reason for that is it means that he reaches 50 again. Frightening consistency from him. The player of the series that when South Africa took on England in 50 over cricket back in July. And Van der Dussen is uh, performing just when his team need it. 12.50 and 39 ODIs. And South Africa 168 for three. Hey! Well, there's a big shot for leg before. And given Klaassen propping forward on the sweep to Rashid. Now they may review, but the batter... Reaction suggests he knows that he's out. Goffey gave it immediately. And just as a partnership was starting to bear fruit for South Africa, England have struck. Klaassen isn't going to review this. It was tossed up again by Rashid. A lovely little bit of drift into the right-handed Klaassen, who was down on the sweep. It dipped. He missed. The ball hit the pad. And I think when we watch this set on replay, when it does go upstairs... It's going to be three reds and you're out, son. Joffre Archer, you uh, might need a bit of insurance out there on the offside boundary because that has been flayed away by Rassi van der Dusen. A little bit of width from Archer, a little bit short, and that has been punished. 64 from 78 now for uh, South Africa's premium uh, one-day international player, Rassi van der Dusen. Archer in again. This time it's over-pitched. It's still the same line, though, so it's wide. And van der Dusen has just given an exhibition. Front foot drive through extra cover followed up the back foot cut through point and that is consecutive boundaries South Africa 199 for four now here he is then 99 not out stone balls him pushing it to the offside all along the floor out to the cover sweeper takes the single he's 100 not out from 110 balls takes the helmet off raises the back points it at the dressing room no wild celebration whatsoever 2.46 for four. Fourth one-day international hundred for Razi van der Dussen. Yeah, fantastic innings by Razi van der Dussen and Jared's mentioned his numbers, highest average, but this is a, a phenomenal innings. In the context of the game, and the context of South African cricket, the need to win this series and they need their big players to stand up. Miller winding up for the big heave aiming towards uh, deep mid wicket but gets a thick inside edge 
a fielder stationed at a shortish fine leg despairing dive to his right but the ball gets passed and through four runs added to the score yeah and it's a look when you look at this over you'd think two balls left to the over Adil Rashid's bowled very very well at that point he had bowled 9.4 overs one for 50 you think just see him off see him off but no Miller's had a go he need the nosy team needs the runs he's gone for a big shot and he's got that element of luck that this partnership probably deserves so Archer to bowl this one again is in short again and Van der Dersen well he's picked this ball up from outside I'd say a sixth stump line and he has dragged this up and over deep square leg for six that's an unreal shot uh, bagged it by Archer hit it into the trees I think he's almost off both his feature. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Great shot, yeah. Joffre has got this horribly wrong. It's an attempted, I think it's an attempted slower Yorker outside of stuff. It's ended up being a more than family friendly, looty full toss with plenty of width on show. And Miller has just smashed this through the covers for four and I want to see it this was again. over waist height as well no, so not no, a no ball no John I'm not convinced this I'd like to see this again he's given it waist high no ball Curran is in full and van der Dussen could be about to perish and it does perish it's Ben Duckett running in from the cover boundary that was uh, high in the sky as van der Dussen tried to smash this over extra cover got a leading edge and the catch has been taken in the deep. But he's done his job, has Van der Dussen. Came to the crease at first drop, and he walks off the, the field in the, the 48th over with another century against England to his name. But it's Sam Curran who has struck. England have taken their fifth. South Africa, 281 for five. Yeah, so I think speaking about Miller, I think over 150 games now, his record is... I think he averages over 40 with a striker of over 100, winning multiple games for South Africa, being a very good leader in the team, very good fielder. Oh, now facing, he gives himself room, and he's got himself out. Darwin Milan at backward point, takes a comfortable catch. Jofra Archer does take a wicket. Parnell races off, but with two next to his name. And England strike again. And that average now from number seven for SA probably goes down to 13 rather than 13.5. Sam to bowl over number 15. He's straight in line. And this has been clipped comfortably enough by David Miller before. And in doing so, also reaches at 50. He's been on a rich reign of form in international cricket. Century in India. Followed that up. Qualification for the T20 World Cup with one. And now a 50. 1950 in his 150 ODI international career. South Africa, 295 for six. Yeah, he's played very well. Just the innings that South Africa need. Poor ball from Sam Curran. First time he's straight in, sort of line all length. It really was a poor ball for the first ball, the last over. Sam Curran in. And uh, Rabada steps back and absolutely thrashes this to David Willey at uh, long on. And that's is the end of that. South Africa finished 298 for seven. They put a score on the board. And whilst they would have uh, been hoping for something approaching 320 maybe, you consider the way the ball did get a little bit more difficult to, to hit as the innings progressed, I think England will also be quite confident 
uh, when they go in. So that is a target that will be difficult, but it's chaseable. Yeah, I think that England will be quite happy with their first half display. You know, Jofra Archer's got 10 overs under his belt where he's had to work hard. Sam Curran was excellent. Um, I thought Josh Butler had a decent game when it comes to the bowling changes. Rassi van der Dussen played a, a very, very smart innings from the South African point of view. But it's runs on the board, John. It's runs on the board. And when it comes to comes to that, you know, as the, the night goes on, you don't know how the lights are going to take effect and as well as the slowness of the pitch. Um, South Africa might just feel as though they're still, you know, still got a great chance of winning this game. And not at the game by any stretch of imagination. Full ball by ball commentary of the first ODI, live and exclusively from Bloemfontein. Only on Talksport 2. Jason Roy and David Milan are out in the middle. So I suppose the big question is. Is Jason Roy going to score enough runs to keep his position in the sides? Parnell is on his way for the third ball in. Left arm over. All swinging back into Jason Roy. But it swings on to the middle of the bat. And it's punched through wide mid on for four. Jason Roy is away with a boundary to the third ball that he faces. And that was an absolutely beautiful shot and completely controlled as well. Yeah, that's the thing. It was controlled because an out of form Jason Roy that either bowls him Oh, it's his front pad and his head's you know, nearly in backward point hands. And he'd be looking to be off balance and everything. That looks beautiful from Jason Roy's point of view. One slip in place. Bravada will be around the wicket to the left-handed Milan. And that's in towards the pads. And it's clipped through mid-wicket and away beautifully. Four runs through mid-wicket. David Milan has a boundary. England 12 without loss after seven balls of the innings. Rabada round the wicket. Clipped in the air. Over mid-wicket by Milan. And it's 4.4 this over from Rabada. He's coming around the wicket, naturally going back in, and he's now just too near the bat. And Milan's just going, thank you very much, thank you very much, and clipping it over mid-wicket for four. As Rabada's going to bowl to Jason Roy. Oh, he's clipped that one down to long leg for four. He's timed that so well. All he's done is turned the wrist. It's flown off the middle. It's another boundary. Roy goes to 18, England 33 without loss. Yeah, that's a, that's a gimme. That's a shocker from Rabada. It's a poor ball down the leg side. That one is a drive ball from Parnell. He's gone a little bit fuller. Same line, but fuller. And Milan gets the big stride out, drives it all along the floor. And it's a boundary. He goes to 20, England 39 without loss. You, you don't mind that, though, because he's, he's brought the slip in. He's heard just fraction in his length. Milan's thrown his hands at that. That could easily a false shot have gone to first slip. So you don't mind him being driven through the offside. It's when he's being hit both sides of the wicket it becomes a problem. As uh, Jason Roy smashes uh, Markram up over long off for the first at six uh, of the innings. 65 without loss. Well, this is just what Jason Roy, we know he's been struggling for form. But this is the best of Jason Roy. When he does get going, he produces top shots. And it's a lofted drive over and off, mid-off, in middle dip. Six runs. Great strike from Roy. Tossed up again, and a outside edge of the bat from Darwin Milan, who was forward on the drive. Thick outside edge. No first slip in place, though. And that will rush away for another four runs. Both batters in the 30s now. One ball left of the 11th, England 70 without loss. Too long to wait for Jason. Yeah, good bit of bowling from Markham. He wanted to bowl at the left hand of Milan. And there is a little bit of turnout there in Blumfontein. 
But Milan, fortunate enough, edges it away for another boundary. Jason Roy has just planted his front foot down the line of middle and off stump and just whipped it over mid-wicket for four. He is looking like the swaggering gunslinger of old, Jason Roy, at the moment. He moves to 43 from 41. I think it kind of depends on what um, type of speed he bowls. I think if I'm facing Nokia, I'm probably trying to first line up his quick ball and then deal with his slower ball. But if I'm facing a Sam Curran, who bowls a lot of them, I'm more maybe setting up for his slower ball. Jason Roy, uh, who hasn't looked particularly good in the SA T20, yep. Nokia's owned a little bit more... Uh, fizz on that one but Roy allowed it to come into his body and then chopped it away down to third man Josh Butler and the rest of the England team have their hands above their heads in applause because Jason Roy has made his 22nd 50 in one day international cricket I think he's played, played quite, quite well I think in T20 he's almost forced to a hard from 4-1 but almost in this innings he's almost taken a bit more time played the ball a lot later and it just shows you, like, I feel if you play, play the ball later, things off the bat a lot better than if you're playing it out front of you. And Jason Roy has just creamed it through the offside for four. Despairing dive out there from the, uh, the South African sweeper. But such was the strength and the crispness of the timing. That has also found the boundary. England in the process of uh, the ten runs that have come from Jason Roy's bat and the last two deliveries have gone past the 100 mark. They're now 108 without loss. Shamsin again and Roy again on the sweep. Chopping down on this one. Oh my goodness, he's hit that well. Nokia had absolutely no chance at uh, out there on the sweep behind square on the leg side because Roy not only placed it beautifully but timed it superbly. Fizzed away across the turf here at uh, Bloemfontein. And he just cannot stop the runs coming from the bat of Jason Roy at the moment. Milan, who's going to face Shamsi? Oh, he's got an absolute full toss of a pie. One bounce, four, backward of square. David Milan goes to another 50. 51 not out from 49 deliveries. England 130 without loss. And both batsmen are just helping themselves, Steve Armisen. Yeah, helping themselves. He's not going away as David Milan. As much as a lot of people want to write him off, Mickey Arthur, they do, they want to write him off, they don't see him as fashionable, they want other bigger names, bigger hitter, bigger players in the side, but Milan goes nowhere. Drives into the offside of Shamsi this occasion, beats the man at short extra, beats everybody all along the floor, back-to-back -back boundaries, and Shamsi has now bowled 14 deliveries and gone for 25, England 1-3-4 without loss. That was a hell of a cricket shot, and as you, as you said, Harvey, he... He, he's been wonderful over, over the last couple of years for him. I mean, he got himself to number one ranked in 2020 cricket. I think he's still in the in the top ten there. Shamsi's going to bowl left arm around, and Jason Roy smashes him back over his head for a nine. That's more than six. Clean as a whistle. He just stood there and launched all the way for six. 142 without loss. Jason Roy now has 84 from 61. Right arm over McGoll. He's gone short. Milan's got underneath this. He's dropped his head because it goes straight to Bavuma at mid-off. Who takes the catch? South Africa have their breakthrough. Milan, it got too big on him. It was too tempting. And he's just skied it straight to mid-off. And Magala it is who has the breakthrough. South Africa have their wicket. Does that open things up for them? 
or does it just bring the next cab off the rank as far as England are concerned? Milan goes on the pull, caught a bit off by Bavuma. That's the door open. Potentially now, as a captain, Magala's given you the breakthrough. Do you go back now to your potential wicket-takers and say, right, Anik Norki, you've got to come on now and win the and win the game for us. We've got it. We've slightly opened the door. We now need to walk through it, and and you, you need to go back to your strikers in order to get a potential or to create a potential winning position. As the sun starts to go down in Bloodfontein, and they could celebrate a second wicket because Duckett has nicked off against Norkia. Never really looked set at any stage in the five balls that he's faced. He uh, wafted at that one, edges it through, and Quentin de Kock, vastly experienced, he's never dropping that. And all of a sudden, it is two down. It's not necessarily the man that South Africa wanted, as Mickey Arthur said. They would have wanted Jason Roy if they could get, but they have another one. Yeah, it's a poor shot for me, that. It's, it's, there's a bit of wit. Nokia is... Yes, he's, he's got more pierce than anybody else on show. P possibly has nipped back towards Ben Dockett, but it's short, it's wide. What Med mentioned, he's faced five balls, probably three out of the five balls. He's looked off balance, he's looked leaning back, and that's exactly what he did there. And he's nicked the wide one for me. And, you know, whether the door's open or not, it's, it's giving South Africa a chance and good on Temba Bavuma. He first burst onto the scene as a real player in the under, didn't he, when it's uh, a couple of years ago. And he's just gone from strength to strength. The confidence. As he gets taken on the pad from Magala. Magala, the bowler, likes it. Fingers gone up from Erasmus. What a huge wicket. Harry Brooker, three-ball duck, if it doesn't get overturned on review. Because it looks tight to leg stump. Now the DRS timer is ticking, four, three, England, are you reviewing? It's reached zero, and Harry Brooks walking off. Wow, I'm amazed at that. I, I, I thought it nipped back, might have been sliding down, but they've gone with the umpire's call, the two players, Roy and Harry Brooks, having a chat in the middle of the wicket. It's a good delivery from Magala, seen back. I think it's going down. I think he should have, could have reviewed that, but... There he goes, the magic finger goes up, Megala strikes, and Harry Brook, we're just talking about him, five-year contract, it doesn't matter, he's gone for a duck. Full ball-by-ball -ball commentary of the first ODI, live and exclusively from Bloemfontein. Only on TalkSport 2. Short again, and Roy comfortable, there's definitely going to be one, there's going to be four, and Jason Roy reaches three figures, and in quick time, just his second one-day century since becoming a World Cup winner back in 2019, all the questions surrounded his position at the top of this side coming into this series, well, he has answered all of them. An unbeaten century, still some work to do, but Roy is back in the runs, his 11th ODI 100, and he is leading England's charge in his first ODI against South Africa. Tossed up on the off-stump line, and uh, Jason Roy helps himself to six over mid-wicket. If you're a kid in that part of the ground, I'll take a look at the uh, field of play, if I was you, because it's coming your way. Yeah, I mean, Jason Roy is taking down Shams here, been pretty expensive. 
full ball in a great position, Jason Roy at the crease. And middles it over mid-wicket for a huge six. He really is up the confidence levels. Josh Butler has just greeted the first ball to Bray's chances over with utter disdain. Just thundered that ball between extra cover and mid-off. Hit the fence in a flash. It was a half volley. Josh Butler rather allowed it to pass his front leg and almost hit it off the back leg. If you can think of a Caribbean uh, drive, and that's the idea. He's almost allowed the half volley to go onto his back foot and then just drilled it. Gravada in short to Jason Roy, who pumps it out towards backward square leg, but that is taken. Wayne Parnell, with the great insouciance, moves around to his left and plucks that out of the sky just above waist height. The ball was going for six, absolutely no doubt. But South Africa have Roy, South Africa have a chink of light there as they take England's fourth wicket. Jason cannot believe his fortune or his misfortune. Um, when he's got over the disappointment of the dismissal, he'll look back on what has been a fantastic innings. But Rabada has done the trick for South Africa. Is there going to be a twist in this one? Short ball from Rabada, and that is wonderfully played by the England skipper. My goodness, that's a terrific pull shot. The ball got big on him, it got really high, and you just thought he's going to have to bail out of this hook shot. Not only did he not bail out, he also got his hands high enough to hit it down into the ground, way, way in front of square, and it is scorched away to the boundary for four. Well, what started as a successful over for South Africa and Kagiso Rabada. Moin Ali with the pull shot straight over mid on. One bounce for there's a way to settle nerves out there in the middle. What a strike. Yeah, again, again, not to labour the point, but Moyne's given himself a chance to get in. It's allowed him to assess conditions, pace of the wicket, etc. He's fully in control of that full shot. That's a very good shot. And I think, so I certainly believe that that's because he's given himself that opportunity. He's been a little bit more patient. And, he, and he's played good, strong cricket shots. Fixed concentration in the eyes of Moeen Ali. It's short again, he's not in control of this one. And it has gone straight down the throat of Rassi van der Dussen in front of square on the leg side. The whiteboard, the dossier has done it for South Africa. It was the short ball that did for Moeen Ali. And they missed out narrowly and knocking over England's captain, Joss Butler, a couple of deliveries ago. But now they've got Moeen and perhaps they have the route through England's batting order, and it's Begala who has got the wicket. That one just a little bit higher. The one he pulled over mid on was, was waist heart. That one was perfect from Begala. Got it up to head heart, and all Moyne could do was hit that one out to deep square leg. That's a soft dismissal, that. Very soft dismissal in the context of the game at this point in time. Norkir, that's the edge, that is Butler. Caught behind. Norkir has his second. Now then, it is game on. The England captain just nibbled at that one through to Quentin de Kock. England 2.34 for six with one ball of the 37th over to go. And Joss Butler is taking off his gloves and walking back to the pavilion. Yeah, it was a beautiful delivery. Seam up. Expression on Enric Nokia's face. He knows, his teammate know that that was a massive wicket. In the context of this game, Josh Butler goes. He's faced 42, 42 deliveries for his 36, trying to hold England together. But when, when you need something, 
got a mystery spinner, you've got a fast bowler, and you just hope that at the right time they can come to the party. And Nokia has for Temba Bavuma and the South African crowd because still think that it is England's to lose from here. Mangala is going to bowl his eighth over. Oh, and Sam Curran, my goodness, you, you know he's a talented cricketer, but he's just stood, delivered, and with the cleanest swing of the bat. Puts Mangala back over its head and over long off for six. As you like, 2.40 for six. It's just such a strong base. He sets himself. I think Sam has got a great bat swing already, so he just has a strong base and then just a, a good swing of the bat and bang, six. It's probably the, the fullest Mangala's bowled in the last three or four overs. He's kept that meticulous length of in and around that off stump. You know, and not giving the batsman with making, making the batsman hit the ball off a good length and off, off a good line and that one there Mangala he's just over pitched it Willie on strike oh he's hammered that through mid off for four Bavuma only had to make about three steps to his right and he made two of them as the ball disappeared that was absolutely smashed by David Willie he's underway with a boundary four 2.45 for six. Gala comes in for the final ball of this over. Willie whips it around through the leg side and will beat the field. It goes away for four. Well, a real mixed bag of an over from Mangala there. 6-1-4 to start the over. Then two dot balls and a boundary four to finish. So 15 in total. England at 2.49 for six and 50 are required from the next 72 balls here on TalkSport 2. Nokia around the wicket. Oh, well, he's got underneath this one. He spliced it up. Who's going to get underneath yes. and take it? Catch has been taken, and England have lost their seventh. David Willey goes for eight. 250 for seven. Tried to take on the short ball from Nokia, and he's caught at cover. He walks off shaking his head. Well, this game is properly in the balance it was too quick for David Willey he spooned it up in the air he knew straight away as soon as he'd uh, made contact the bat is almost horizontal to the ground it's just spooned up in the air it could only go one way Miller takes the catch game properly on here on TalkSport yeah Germain and David Belling has just changed his shoes for the 45th time and which team he thinks is going to win and it probably is now in South Africa's hands to win. Here is Sam Curran for that final delivery. Could you believe it? Can you believe it? Instead of watching it go past, Sam Curran has fished. He's got the edge as Rabada, and Sam Curran has got to walk off the field. There won't be a no ball to save England this time. It's the English with their heads in their hands. Curran's got to go. England are eight down and South Africa once again believe yeah I think again it's that it's 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 a back of length yeah he's got width but it's again that back of a length and sometimes it skids sometimes it bounces now and almost skid through um, and he nicked it straight to the keeper well 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 this game has changed again it's a mini classic he's a fast bowler himself Archer so he knows the tricks as Nokia's in again he's short lineage and he's been caught at points Nokia celebrates possibly a little look to the umpire as well there's no reprieve for Jofra Archer though he's been beaten all ends up possibly hanging back waiting for that full delivery it wasn't full and he's taken the edge the catch has been pocketed 
and England are now nine down. What an hour it's been for South Africa. And the, the weird South Africa have needed their fast bowlers to turn up. Boy, they have. Kagisa Rabada and Onrik Nokia have put a spell together in the last 45 minutes that have completely turned the, the direction of this game. Four wickets now for Onrik Nokia. And then surely he's got the game sewn up for South Africa. It's here straight has shipped up to the bowler and it's gone straight back to Shamsi. And the shades of Imran to here with the celebration as Shamsi races off to the crowd, throws the ball in the air and he is surrounded by his teammates and the very first person to jump on his back and give him the bear hug is his skipper, his Temba Bavuma, who is always under the microscope. And while his batting may have flattered to deceive again, his captaincy hasn't. Credit to the skipper, credit to the South Africans, and credit to Shamsi. They have pulled off a heist in Bloemfontein. They have beaten England. They've taken the 10th wicket, and they have won the first ODI, beating England by 27 runs. Well, what do we know? Brings the spinner into the attack, bowling at Olly Stone, the number 11. He tosses it up. It's a leading edge. Straight back into the safe and second time round of Tabri Shamsi. That's a wonderful, wonderful comeback for South Africa. His pace bowlers have been outstanding. Nokia, Rabada, McGarland who started the breakthrough. But it's that man, Tabri Shamsi, who finishes it off for South Africa to defeat England in the first ODI at Bloemfontein. Fantastic performance. Straightish delivery. Turned into the right-hander, leading edge, and he juggled with it, Shamsi. But he runs away on his usual celebration. Apparently, he'd stopped these celebrations after nearly tearing an army in the SA20. But the delight, he can't stop himself. A great victory in Bloemfontein. Thanks for listening to the show, and a big thanks to the commentary team as well. Darren Goff, uh, David Beddingham, uh, Mickey Arthur, Mark Butcher as well as Steve Harmison, uh, myself, John Norman, Andrew McKenna, uh, Jared Kimber. I'm sure I've forgotten somebody. Uh, either way, uh, podcast number two will be uh, in your inbox uh, tomorrow. We'll be looking back and hearing highlights from that second one-day international uh, with South Africa 1-0 up with two to play. Thanks for listening to the following on podcast. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. 
if you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.